Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah. All right. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about business entities. So why would we even want to talk about this? I mean, let's let's be honest. We're trying to get ourselves to a point where our businesses are true OPRs, right? right? What's an OPR again? It is other people's resources. Other people's resources. So you're the type of person who is currently self-employed and you are thinking about building something that's a true OPR so you don't have to be dependent on all your efforts doing all the jobs that a, ta- that a job requires you to do and all the tasks just by you alone. You don't want to do that. Wow, that was confusing. Let me clear this up for you. <laughs> you don't want to be the person that has to do all of the accounting, all of the production, all of the marketing, all of the sales, all of the different tasks That's that what I uh, to say. are included in you know running a business. If you are self-employed, you're doing all of it. An OPR business takes all of those different parts of the business and gets you some assistance in getting those different things done. Right. And I, and I understand the whole self-employed thing, the whole building it and making something creative. No one can do it as better as you, better than you. I understand that. And, and I, I know where people are coming from there, but it's just not the long-term thing. You're still looking for financial freedom. You want to make more money and you want to make that money when you're not working Right, you want to right. put in so much time to build your client base. You've put in so much time to build a true mm-hmm, a, a mm-hmm. business. You want that business to turn around and be something that pays you when you're not working. So again, one of the things that we talked about when it came to financial freedom is if you are self-employed, right? You could never really be financially free because once you stop working, your income stops. Working. The income stops. That's right, and you can't you can't walk away from it. You can't walk away from it. So you're never truly financially free. But if you build an OPR business, then you will be financially free, or you have better opportunity to be financially free, where you can walk away from your business and it still makes money. And that's where our entrepreneur entrepreneur money coaching club comes in. Our E equals MC squared. We want to be the ones who are looking outside from the outside in to help you make your business more of an OPR business. We, we're not trying to come in and change everything you're doing, but we what we do want to do is make sure that you are looking at the business from a different perspective. You're now changing your end game. You're changing your goals so that everything you're doing in your business is for a long-term sustainable income type goal. So E equals MC squared is going to help you increase your bottom line, be a better investor, be a better business owner, right? And really capitalize on how you are a service to others. And if that's something that you're interested in, I mean, you're, you're obviously listening for a reason. You want to be a business owner that has additional time. You're tired of working your butt off for just the revenue that you're making. It's not like you stop thinking about your business. You always will keep thinking about your business, but you're looking for that dream. You want that residual income. You want that money coming in when you're on vacation or when you just don't feel like going to work that particular day. It's gonna take effort to build a true systematized business within something you're already an expert in. We're just taking a different perspective. Yes, remember, as, as Albert Einstein said, problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. In other words, if you 
created the problems that you have, you may not have the other the solution. So E equals MC squared, Entrepreneurs in the Money Coaching Club, we can help you take a look at it from a different perspective and help you find those solutions that you need. Together, we're going to make that happen for you. Go to our website, www.seasfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. Go into the comment section. Let us know what you're uh, interested in, and uh, we'll come back and help you get those solutions going. Let us be that extra eyes. Let's be, let us be that outside point of view to help you get to where you want to go. Now, speaking of outside point of view, let's talk about business entities. That's our topic for today. Right? You know, first of all, I want to say I like how you spelled the website because I'm sure a lot of people were out there searching for see us first, like two words. That's S-P-E-U-S. true. That's true. I should probably get that domain too, by the way. You Just probably should. It. Yeah, yeah there's some to look at and some to look into. Um, but, you know, before we jump into the, the uh, entities, you know, see us first. That is an entity. That is an entity. Yes, right? that's or true. Or as we're getting into entities, I guess. Right, right. Well, uh, CS Enterprises is our is our actual corporate name. Right. CS Enterprises, Inc. And we're an S corporation, right? And we built that because when we first started off thinking about things, we started off where we were, right? When, when, we started, we started, off, started where off where we were. Where yeah, most people usually, are. Yeah, you usually do that. You start off where you are? Yeah, yeah. We started off where you are, which is <laughs> you are you are a sole proprietor. You start off exactly where you are. Right, you start off in the easy route. I have an idea. I'm gonna start selling X Y Z product or service. Right. Right. Okay. And you so, go out and do it. So basically, I'm I'm for the sake of uh, our story today or our our uh, episode today. I'm a plumber. I'm the best dang plumber. Right. I am Mario. 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 The best plumber out there. And so since I'm so good at plumbing, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna start doing it on my own away from the company that I've been working with for however long. So if I just go out and start doing it on my own, I'm a sole proprietor. You are a sole proprietor. Here's the thing about sole proprietorships is they're super easy to start. You even want to do a DBA. Let's say you don't want to be, you know, just Mario Mario. You want to be Mario Brothers Plumbing. Right, right. right. So what do you do? All you have, it's real simple. It's like a one page form. You go down to the registrar's office, you fill it out. And I think it's like 35 bucks and boom. You have a DBA. DBA stands for doing business as. So I would be Mario Mario doing business as Mario Brothers Plumbing. Whatever it is that you want to name your particular business. Super easy to start. Um, Because you are your own proprietor, you are the sole proprietor, you're doing all the business yourself, you file a 1040 Schedule C. means it's on your personal return. Uh-huh. You file Schedule C, which is basically an, a profit and loss statement, right? To figure out how much income you've made. So this deduct is your expenses. You're talking about the tax implications or or how to file your taxes when you create a DBA. Right. You're filing a tax return as you. It's not a separate tax return. It's just a different schedule. Like uh, when you were well, in the past, things are changing. But when you used to buy a house, you would itemize that would be on your Schedule A. These are the additional forms that um, essentially make you a, a long uh, form okay. tax filer. So if I'm the type of person that all I have is my regular nine to five job, mm-hmm. right? I go, I work for a company, I work from nine to five, I get a paycheck, I come home, blah, blah, blah. That's all I do throughout the year. And when I file my taxes, I can do a 1040 easy, which takes my income and the tax bracket that I'm supposed to be in, does the calculations, bada bing, bada boom. This You're is done. how much 
I'm going to pay or uh, Get a be refund. repaid That's it. in taxes. You're done. And the t- 1040 Schedule C means that you can no longer file a 1040 easy. No. Because now you have some additional income that you need to claim. Right. And and think of it as a hyperlink. So I'm doing my 1040 and one of the lines says W-2 income. I input my W-2 income and I keep going down the page and I get to one that says uh, business or self-employed and hyperlink it and it opens up schedule c and it okay. schedule c is just basically the top section is then you know the top part the name of the company or whatever that you're doing doing business as and then how much did you earn in income and then how much are you expensing out and then there's a bottom line which is your net profit at the end and that net profit is the dollar amount that comes back to your 1040 i got it i got All it right. okay so sole proprietorship is just one of the different forms that we can one of the different entities that we can use, right? So when you're starting a business and you're, you know, just barely even thinking about it, the first thing is you want to decide your business name. Right. Right. And most people, that's as, that's about as far as they get. They rarely go any further than that. And that's the that's one of the downsides of, of when you're starting to talk about your business entity. So most people who are self-employed tend to be sole proprietors. So they there's they're because they're so easy to start because all I got to do is come up with a name. I'm not saying that picking a name is easy because sometimes sometimes that takes a while, right? <laughs> right? Make sure nobody even has that particular name that you're looking for. But um and and you know it's it's still on your personal tax return. But the problem is you also have unlimited liability. You know what, what does, does that, that mean? That's what does that exactly mean? Exactly what right? I was about to ask you. It means that all your personal assets are at risk. You own a home. Well, if something happens at work, guess what? Your home is at risk. You own a car? Well, if something happens at work, guess what? Your car is at risk. So let's let's kind of bring this back to, um, you know, being able to, to relate it to people. I am Mario Mario, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm doing some work in somebody's house, right? And I don't know, I break a pipe or something and I flood their entire house and everything from the flooring to the walls to their furniture, everything gets completely destroyed. And so I'm liable for that because I'm the plumber. I'm the one who messed up and like You, Mario Mario, are liable. Now, you may have had a business name, Mario Brothers Plumbing, right? And you think, oh, well, maybe my my business name, it's my business that's going to get in trouble, not me. Not so. Not if you're a sole proprietor. Not if you're a sole proprietor. You're just doing business as, but you're still Mario Mario doing business as Super Mario Brothers plumbing right so you are personally liable for all those things means you even though have it's to under up, my business name it doesn't matter because it's a dba it's doing business as you're still a sole proprietor it's okay. still your operation so as a sole proprietor anything that your business does you are personally responsible for you and your business are equals there is no separation here okay the business is not separate from the proprietor and the proprietor right. is not separate from the business. They're one and the same. You're just going by a different, by a nickname. That's all. Gotcha. That's all that's really happening here. So you have unlimited liability. Now, sure, you can have, you know, insurance policies and things that cover. But ultimately, anything above and beyond those, you are liable. That is your mistake. Right. You need to pay for it. Right. The other part, I mean, so, so okay, so it's easy to start, Right. All we got to do is pick a name. It's still personal. It goes on our personal tax return. There is no separation between the business and the person, right? Mm-hmm. And next is, what if I want to go and sell the business? What if I want to get out? What if I'm done working in this business? Yeah. So let's think about it. Well, what are you going to sell? 
Are you selling your tools? Can you sell the Are DBA? Are you selling the... No, it's you. It's Are you. Are you selling your client database? Probably. Uh, but your client database, they only know you. you. Right, because you are the sole proprietor. You don't necessarily have any employees or anything like so that. So even if you found somebody who was interested in buying your company, mm-hmm. what are you selling to them? That's the hardest thing, right? So a sale, you know, and what trying can to make, you what sell can to you them? sell to them exactly? So you know, buying a a company that's a sole proprietorship is not really the easiest transition. How do you value it? Also, right? Is it just based on total revenue minus expenses? Just your net? Right. But then what are you what is the value of that? Is that in the clients? Is that in the tools? Is that what are you acquiring? It's very difficult to to separate because you can't separate proprietor and business in a sole proprietorship. Makes sense. Makes sense. So um, and then anything you would sell would be a capital gain because you put the money in to build it. Right. So you put the capital in when you sell it. It's going to be a capital gain. You're going to make profits on the capital that you put in and so you're going to get taxed on that too you're going to get taxed on so that. so wait first of all i'm getting taxed on all the income that i make right every time i go and fix people's pipes in their houses and this that, and the other unclog a toilet etc 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 all these things that i do as a plumber and i earn income i get taxed on yeah well and then when i turn around and sell the business you get taxed i get taxed again and there's another piece of the business that gets taxed well the uh, another piece of the income that gets taxed i didn't even talk about um it's called a self-employment tax so i don't know if you know but whether you're an employee or you're an employer we pay self-employment tax or we pay social security and medicare tax right it's about 7.65 percent of your paycheck so if anybody looks at their paycheck at their work and they see fica or their social security medicare that's 7.65% of their gross income that gets withheld for to cover those two insurance programs. Off the top. Off the top, right? And you're not going to see that. It doesn't come back to you as part of your refund or nothing. That's just gone, right? Now, your employer, your boss, also pays 7.65%. So oh, okay. the employee pays a portion. The boss pays a portion. But when you're self-employed, you are both employer and employee. You're the boss and the worker. So not only do you have to pay income tax on your net profit from your business, you also have to pay self-employment tax, which is 15.3%. Which is... Which is why people wow. hate getting 1099s. Because they get taxed for regular income tax plus self-employment tax. Wow. So they're... It's like they're playing... They're paying twice. They're paying twice because they're both boss and employee. So what you're saying is that... A sole proprietorship is probably the least attractive in the in the terms of taxes. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the least attractive for sure. And then here's the other thing. It's hard to pass on generationally. If if I if I'm the client and I'm going to Mario to get my stuff done and Mario passes away, I don't trust Mario's kid necessarily. Mario's always treated me right, but Mario Jr. I don't know about that guy. I mean, I've never done work with him. I've I never... mean, I saw him when he was growing up, and yeah. I saw all the crazy things that he did in high school. And so it's not really, is he even mature enough now? It's not really an easy thing to pass on generationally. So right. sole proprietorship, it's easy to start, right? Quick, easy. It's cheap to start. It's easy to file on a tax return, that sort of stuff. But you have unlimited risk. It's hard to sell, and you can't really pass it on, right? That's a sole and, proprietorship, and it's probably the worst option for uh the sake of your taxes it it definitely can be yes 
Um, and, and so that, but that is the way most people run their businesses. I mean, and they call seems, them businesses. It seems very disadvantaged. Why would people do that? Because they don't. First of all, they don't know any better. Uh huh. They just, you know, the 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 common misconception about getting a DBA and filing the paperwork at the county assessor's office that. They think that is their separation between business and their name, right? And it's not necessarily the case. It's just you create, you know, they think that I've started a business because I have a DBA. It's not the way it works. This, this, the liability factor is not uh, set up that way. You have to have a different approach to what you're doing. Just really quick question, and this is very opinion-based. Is it a waste of the 35 bucks at the uh, county assessor's office to do the DBA? Like, why not just do business under your own name? Like, you can. You can. Like, oh, no, I'm, I'm sure that you can, but, yeah. like, everything that you've said, that it's it's completely tied to you anyway, like, what's the point of the DBA? Just so you can have, like, a business name? Yeah, so you can have a business name, so you can open up a bank account under that name, okay. so you, people can write checks to you under that name. Um, it's but, still tied to you, but but it's one hundred percent tied to you, and and basically as far as like any advantages, the only advantage that you have is that you can call yourself Mario's Plumbing instead of Mario Mario. Yeah, or you can just call it Plumbing Brothers and not even have your name in it. Sure, right. So it's just I think for the most part, it's an ego thing, right? This is what I have created. Right, you just don't know. <laughs> look, yeah, fire. <laughs> look what I have created, right? But it's not really, it's not really a separate entity. It's not something different. It's still you. You just whatever it is that you do, you have a different name for it. Right. Okay. Right? So, so probably not the best option. Not the best option, but is the most common option. But it's the right? most. Right, and this is where this is one of those things where like the because e, it's easy. Right, the E equals MC squared club. Right, the the money the. What do we call it? <laughs> the money, money coaching, coaching club. club, right? <laughs> I always like fumble my tongue on that thing. What's what's the name of that thing that I just created? Yeah, yeah. Shoot. What's that thing? No, yeah. no, the money coaching club. <laughs> That's exactly what we want to be able to to teach and to coach on. Is this is where you are? This is not a sustainable thing for your growth. Right. Open up your mind a little bit. You're in the box and you think you're doing something right because that's what you've created so far. You haven't had the opportunity for somebody to tell you, oh, maybe you should incorporate. And then when you hear the word incorporate, you have this Ooh, other image scary. of things. Right. You have this image of a building or people walking into a, you know, offices and employees and all these other things when it's nothing more than mere paperwork. Right. But but we can we we want to make sure that you you get that information and maybe you know what, maybe incorporating is not the path that you need to take right now. But we can talk about different ways to make sure you're you're safe and secure in what it is that you're doing. So, again, uh, the Entrepreneur Money Coaching Club e equals MC squared. Go to our website, www.csfirst.com and make sure you get one of us to uh, give you a call and contact you. Uh, put in that email and we'll. Uh, hit you up as soon as we get it. All right, so let's move on to the next one, partnerships. Uh, this is another business entity. This is another business entity, also easy to start. Also very easy. So the first one is sole proprietor, and the next one is partnership, also sometimes referred to as a general partnership. And or a limited liability, or a limited partnership. Sorry. Limited partnership. Limited partnership. And so I'm, this is basically um, when you have more than one person. Right. One person would be sole proprietorship. This is more than one person. So you have two or more people and you have the difference between what's called a general partner and a limited partner. 
this is still easy to start. You still do this, the DBA just like you did with the other one. There's still nominal fees. They maybe charge a little bit more because you're adding another person. Right. Right. But other than that, the, the recorder's office takes care of that. Um, and so what's the difference between a general and a limited partner? A general partner is somebody who's actually doing stuff within the company. Right. So they're actively uh, participating. So it's Mario and Luigi. Right. Both of them. Both doing of plumbing our plumbers. Work. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the that's an active partnership. A limited partner might be like the princess who just funds it. Okay. Right. And so her her um, or Toad, who in the hell knows what he does? Yeah. Who knows what he does? He's the accountant, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they maybe just put money into the company to help them get started. So they're a limited partner. They're only at risk to what they've contributed, their percentage okay. of their contribution. So they're not as at risk as a general partner who's actively materially participating within the within the company, right? Okay. And so, um, so let me let me just rephrase this a little bit. A general partner is just as at risk as someone who is a sole proprietor. So it's like two sole proprietors coming together. Right. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So they are both uh, exposed to unlimited liability. Yes. Okay. Yes. Where a limited partner is only exposed to the amount of capital that they invested in that business. Yes. So if I put $10,000 into building Mario Brothers plumbing the most right? you can the lose most i can lose that is that ten thousand is that ten thousand dollars and my house isn't at risk my other assets are not at risk the most that i can lose is the ten thousand dollars that right. i put into the company as long as you're a limited partner as and you're I'm not actively partner. participating in the business okay right cool so now when you file a tax return this one is a little bit different you're going to file what's called a form 1065 but it's only an informational return so that 1065 basically says how much did you make or who the partners how much did you make? How much did you spend in expenses? What's left over? And then it passes through. We split up the, the pieces and each person in the partnership gets their share of the profits or losses. Is this for a general partnership, limited partnership? Both. Or both? Both. Both. Okay. So, um, and the thing about these uh, partnerships is um, they are unlimited liability except for limited partners, right? They have limited right. to their investments, but the general partners do have that unlimited liability. And it's also, it also can be difficult to sell because what if one partner wants to sell, but the other one doesn't, right? Ooh. What if one partner wants to get more partners and the other one doesn't? Right. right? So, so like if Mario actually marries the princess and Luigi's all jealous and he's like, F you, I'm out, right? Like, let me sell. Well, how do you how do you quantify that? How do you quantify it? What if they don't want to sell? What if they want to acquire just that those pieces? So, you know, it gets really problematic when you have partners with death, divorce, disaster, that sort of thing, because you got to start separating. Well, what part is theirs? What part is this person's? Maybe Mario was married to the princess and Mario dies. Does the princess automatically become the next partner? Ooh, did I even want to work with the princess? Luigi, right? did you want to work with the princess? So you Ooh. never know. So so getting rid of these types of these corporate structures are difficult when it comes time to sell or dissolve or that sort of thing. Right? Okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So are there any steps that people can take if they are entering a general partnership to protect themselves from that? Yeah, you should have buyout agreements set in place. You should mm -hmm. have uh, key. Um, key man policies for key insurance. Man insurance yep. Yeah. In case something happens so that you, you know exactly how you're going to um, disperse funds. Should you have to buy out particular so a, partners? A key man insurance. Let's say you and I are partners. We are key 
to the business operations, right? We're central to the business operations. So that means I have an insurable interest on your life. Yeah, because if I die, it hurts your bottom pocket. It hurts my bottom line, exactly. Yeah, your pocket's bottom line. Yep. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is it hurts your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, well done. All right. All right, we got through that. All right, so we got through. uh, So those two are easy to build, right? Sole proprietorship, the... um, the partnership those are easy to set up hard to sell you have some issues there with you unlimited know, liability and liability probably a and lot of tax exposure as well right 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 so you both of them are subject to self-employment tax right and so you know you're getting paid you're, you're paying self-employment tax you're paying income tax um so it's it's heavy on the on the tax burden side right so the next one is probably the most popular for some reason and uh but not might may or may not be the best uh, entity for you. But but uh, it's called an LLC. You and know, that a limited for? liability company. A limited liability company. So this would probably just assuming by the word limited would be similar to that limited partnership that right. we just talked about. So so the nice thing about the limited liability company is. When it comes to liability, it is treated more like a corporation. So we're starting to get to the point where you're getting a little bit smarter with the way that you're building your particular business. So instead of having a uh, sole proprietor where everything you have is at risk, now you have a company that's almost a different entity, right? It's it's aside from Can we we define entity? Yeah. What if uh, you ever watched the movie Multiplicity? Multiplicity. With... uh, Michael with Keaton. Michael Keaton. Oh my gosh, right? that's an old one. Yeah. It's an old one, and he clones himself. Right, right, right. He clones. Oh, his first and clone then he was made the a clone f- of a clone. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was a bad one. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> but anyways, the, the uh, identity, the 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 theory between entities is like that. What if you cloned yourself and you had one of them that was for work and one of them was for fun, right? And and that's that's essentially what you. I want to be the fun one. Yeah, I want to be the fun one too. <laughs> that's essentially what you're doing when you have a new entity. You're creating a new being. Right, it's almost like you're giving birth to another thing, at least in the eyes of the state. Okay. Right, and so, um, so an LLC is is something like that. You're creating a new entity. So now, when you do things under that new entity, it's, it has its own social security number. It's a, it's an EIN number. It has its own identity. The state has given it its own birth certificate, employer which is employer identification number. Employer EIN. identification number, and the state has given it its own birth certificate which we call articles of incorporation oh wow bylaws so it is its own entity it's separate from you is a sole proprietor or a general partnership an entity no they are they i mean yes and no they are a dba but not necessarily Uh an entity okay so an entity is really like you're creating a whole other like you said being a whole other being a whole other at least in the eyes of the business being yes at least in the eyes of the state of california or any other state where the entity is created right and and the thing about the llc that i think is is the most attractive thing is you get to choose the tax treatment right so you could petition with the irs you can say that you know what i want the llc to be a disregarded entity what meaning, the heck does that right? mean? Like, does meaning, that mean I don't pay taxes? No, I, I wish. Right? <laughs> I want to be disregarded. Forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, it's, what we're saying is I wanted to go through into my Schedule C. I want to get treated, my LLC tax-wise, I want to get treated just like I would a sole proprietorship. All right? So Why you're disregarding the entity part of it. All right? Some people wanted to go straight through because they just 
prefer that side of the the tax law. Well, yeah, okay. So let's uh, here's the example that popped into my head is a doctor who makes a ton of money, right? So his tax liability is very high. Purchases a uh, rental property that actually loses money every month. Not a strategy we recommend. However, comma that LLC, right, that he buys that property under can provide a tax loss to lower his uh, tax liability. Right. Right. Okay. That's, that can happen. Yeah. So so that might be one reason why they'd want it to go straight into their Schedule C. Okay. Right. So it could be done. Otherwise, you could elect to be treated as a C-Corp or an S-Corp for tax purposes. Now, we're going to get into what a C-Corp and an S-Corp, you know, actually are and what the differences are on that. Okay. We so, might actually not be able to do that in this episode. We might really? have to push that to the next one. Yeah. Oh, man. But we are going to be talking about C and S-Corps because... Stay tuned. Yeah. Because those are some of the different entities that you might want to use and that we might recommend when it comes down to our conversation that we'd have with you when you go to our website, www.csfirst.com and uh, ask us about your uh, coaching program. So That's S-I-A-S. F-I-R-S-T, csfirst.com. Dot com. All right, so you can be treated as a C-Corp or as an S-Corp for tax purposes, right? And the thing about an LLC is they don't actually have shareholders, right? You have members in an LLC. Okay, so when you say shareholders, uh, you're talking about the C-Corp and S-Corp. They would have, like, people that actually hold shares of the company. Correct. Okay, where as opposed to a partner... Can you explain that? Yeah, well, a partner would be one of the one of the people that are that are materially participating in the business. Okay. Right? So when we're talking about sole proprietor, that's one person. If you have another person that's doing work in the business, also that could be your partner. You'd have a partnership, right? And, and those, it's a general partnership. And it's a general partnership, and both of you are materially participating in the business. Whereas an LLC has members, and the member may not actually even have any ownership interest in the LLC. Okay. But they're registered with the state as part of the um, paperwork to get the LLC started. So I actually misspoke. There are no partners and there are no shareholders. They're called members. They're called members. Okay. They're called members. So, and like I said, they're maybe not necessarily owners of the company, but they're registered and uh, members of LLCs must be natural persons or trusts. Wait, what? Natural persons? Yeah. You and I, we're natural people. We're actually well, human beings. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> right? I just wanted to make that joke. Right. Oh, okay. I see. I see where that was going there. No, but seriously, explain. Uh, yeah. They're so, natural people are actually living, breathing human beings. Right. So those are the only things that could be members of a trust. So it has to be a natural person. I'm sorry, natural members. I'm sorry, members of an LLC have to be natural people, natural persons, or they can be a trust. Those are the only things that could be members. Well, what about Katie? Katie's are are uh, is li- living and breathing, but she's not a natural person. She's a natural dog. She's a natural dog. Okay. Right. So uh, so she cannot be a member of this LLC. But if I have a trust that I use to hold properties or anything like that, the trust my could be trust the member can be a member of the LLC. Correct, correct. Natural persons, living, breathing human beings, or trusts. Right. Versus like a like a corporation, you can have all kinds of shareholders. Shareholders can be a company, it can be a natural person, they can be a trust, they can be another entity. Like anybody so, can hold, sh- can buy and sell shares. 
So but, I, I can have a company, I can have an LLC or whatever that purchases shares of a corporation. Right. Wow, that can get pretty confusing. It can get pretty crazy, and then doing the returns gets even crazier. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you're going to need uh, a little bit more professional help when it comes down to filing the returns for an LLC. Hey, can I get Katie to be a uh, shareholder of a company, yeah. a corporation? She can't own anything. She doesn't even have a social. Oh, man. All right. Uh, poor thing. Now, here's the downside. Um, the LLC, it, it is a passive entity, which means it doesn't pay any taxes as an entity itself. Everything gets passed on to its members Um to, through it through to its members uh but the state of california is still going to charge you 800 dollars per year just to have that in place just okay. to have the paperwork in place to be called an llc so your minimum tax liability when you're an llc is going to be 800 dollars. 800 dollars. but it's a pass-through entity so is there ever going to be additional taxes levied to the llc not to the LLC. Not to the LLC. All of the taxes are going to pass through the LLC to the, to the to members. The members. That's to the right. members. So if the member is a trust or a natural person, it's always going to pass through to those people. Always, always. And this is like this is one of those things that we really want to sit down and take a look at. When we're talking about your particular business, when we're going to sit down with our coaching and look at your entity structure, look at how you operate, this is one of the things we're going to look at. Are you operating as a sole proprietor thinking that maybe you're, uh, you know, you've incorporated because you said you, you filed some paperwork with the uh, assessor's office? You know, it's not necessarily the same thing. And it might not be advice that we give you to incorporate because incorporating is a process and, and you know, there is a, a time and place when you should do it. And maybe there's a time and place where you don't need to do it. There might be cheaper options um, to make sure you're secure. But this is something that we need to look at, right? This right. is a starting point. This is, you know, one of those things where we sit down and say, okay, well, the, the way you're operating today is okay, but where we want to get you to, this is how we should structure that. And that this is why we're going to structure it this way. And this is who's involved and this is what kind of, you know, maybe they're going to make them members. Maybe we're going to make them shareholders. Maybe mm -hmm. we're, you know, however we're going to treat this because we got to look at your end game. What's your overall, what's your, what are, what types of things are you looking to get out of this business and how can we help you get there? So we have to start with the end in mind. Start with the end in mind every single time. So and make by, sure by doing that, we can help you determine which entity is going to be the best, best option for, you, for it. Right. And we can talk with legal and make sure that, you know, everything's going in the right direction and, you know, we're good to go from there. All right. There you go. So make sure you go to our website, www.seasfirst, S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T, seasfirst.com, and uh, follow us on Facebook at seasfirst, or you can follow us on Twitter at Trades on the Road. And also, don't forget to tune in because we're going to follow up on this one with uh, talking about C-Corps and S-Corps. We got to get into the other entities because, I mean, there's so many different things that you can do on that side. And we want to make sure you have at least some knowledge in every single one of the entities to make a better decision, right? Because ultimately, that's what we're here for. We're trying to leave some value on the table and exchange it for your time. So thanks for listening. That's all I got for you guys. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.